Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money. When will Ontario, Canada get its first brick-and-mortar sports book? And when will casinos go fully cashless? We talk about that and more with the CEO of Mohegan as we get rolling. Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money, and we continue to feature executives in the sports wagering and in the wagering space. I am happy to be joined by Ray Pinot, Chief Executive Officer at Mohegan. Good to see you, sir. Ryan, it's good to see you. Thanks for having me on. It's it's our pleasure to have you. Now, I did mention Mohegan. You recently unveiled a company name change, a small company name change. It's a bit of a move said to be aligned uh, with the evolution of the Mohegan brand. Tell me about the need for a rebrand and where where this company is headed when it comes to this evolution. You know, it's a, it's a great question. Uh, about a year ago, uh, me and the uh, executive team set out on a strategic planning exercise um, and, uh, you know, we set out six initiatives for ourselves. And one of us, one of them was rebranding, you know, quite honestly, you know, I did some informal research on my own. I talked to a bunch of people I know in the industry and, and went out to D2E and met with people. And, and I actually asked them, who do I work for? And, you know, at the time, uh, our name was Mohegan Gaming and Entertainment. So I would say about uh, 30% of the people just got it completely wrong and said I worked for Mohegan Sun. And I said, well, that's not really the case, but okay. The other 70% said I worked for Mohegan. And I'm like, yeah, that's who we are. That, you know, that is our brand. That's our recognition. So why not go with our strongest brand? We just put Mohegan out there. That's who we are. That's how we represent ourselves as a company. And it only made sense to rebrand as Mohegan because that's, that's what we're known as. And, and that is what we're recognized in the industry. So what does that brand carry with it when it comes to the, the consumer base and to the market? You know, I think it, what it brings with it, is, with it is, you know, our our brand of entertainment. It brings with it our culture. It brings with it our, our traditions of, of operations. It brings with us our family style of, of uh, treating team members and our guests. Um, so I think that moniker of Mohegan speaks to who we are as an organization. It speaks to what we deliver to our guests, and it speaks to what we deliver to our team members. Now, you've got brick-and-mortar properties, and it's interesting because a lot of people I've interviewed so far in the space uh, deal mostly in the online realm. When it comes to brick-and-mortar properties and their identity in the sports wagering and in the wagering space, how have things shifted for a company like Mohegan, and how do you see yourself complementing sort of the surge that we've seen in online wagering with the legalization of sports wagering across North America? You know, that's a great question. You know, when, when this, you know, started to unfold over the last several years, we knew it was a space we wanted to be in. You know, quite honestly, having the uh, online presence, uh, you've heard this probably talked about a lot, right? It's the omni-channel approach to all of our guests. So we're able to engage our guests not only on property but digitally now um, in a more meaningful way. So we're able to engage our guests in multiple platforms across the organization and across multiple platforms. And we're seeing that benefit to not only the online gaming, which is performing well, but to enhancing the bricks and mortar. And we're already seeing the results of that in the, organ in the areas where we're running both. I know the big fear when uh, everything went down with PASPA, it was one of those things where uh, Las Vegas is going to shutter, Atlantic City is going to shutter, all of the, the casinos, brick-and-mortar casinos are going to shutter, people are going to be in their basements, in their homes. Obviously, we've seen the, the opposite uh, you know, come to fruition. Uh, has that been the same experience where we've seen you know, no change in, in growth when it comes to people who are entering the doors? Actually, it's an enhancement. Um, so, you know, not only are we benefiting from having the online presence, um, and be able to engage our guests there. But we're seeing those guests and new guests come to the casino. So we're, our existing guests, we're seeing that some of them are visiting us more often because now we have a sports book. Um, so they can come here and engage and, and you know, 
one of their favorite activities, and they can do it here on property. Uh, but we're also seeing the introduction of new guests to the property. So even though you may have been in the region for a while, you had never visited Mohegan Song. But then when you engage with us online, you're like, oh, I get, let me go see what their bricks and mortar looks like. So we've seen some of our best signups um, since we've had online gaming, and we've also seen some enhancements of our existing customers um, as a result of having online gaming with the bricks and mortar. So they're very complimentary. You know, it's interesting you say that because I've got a lot of friends, obviously, that are new to the gaming space, to the gambling space, that uh, have only ever done it on their phone, have only ever done it on a, a laptop when it comes to sports wagering. And I say, you know, listen, you can't beat the vibe and you can't beat the feel of an actual in-person sports book. It's just different. I, you know, you can try and replicate it a lot of different ways. And, you know, companies are successful doing that. But there's just something different about walking into that room, isn't there? You know, it, it, it's about not just the room, because if you go to a sports book and just take Super Bowl, right, it's an unbelievable atmosphere for Super yeah. Bowl, the the, the uh, March Madness. You know, you can't replicate that regardless of where you are. But it's about the whole property. When you come here, you can dine, you can shop, you can stay, you can see a show. So, yeah, you can go make your wager, you can watch your game, you can root for your favorite team. But then you can go outside and have a burger or have a steak or, or whatever it is. Or you can go do a little shopping. So, so you can get that entire you know, entertainment experience along with still enjoying your favorite games. I'm going to take everybody uh, uh, up north of the border my way. I'm in Toronto, as you know. Mohegan is the first land-based operator to become licensed with the AGCO. That's the Alcohol and Gaming Commission in Ontario. They're tasked, along with the iGaming Ontario, to develop the legal framework and enforce standards and guidelines uh, within the province's new market. Of course, that all launched on April 4th. What does the, that licensing mean for your company, and what can people north of the border expect as a result of that? You know, I'm tremendously proud of our team. Um, you know, we are actually the first bricks and mortar operator to, to launch an online presence. Um, you've seen a lot of the other online operators that opened up early. We are the first bricks and mortar. Um, we are now able to engage our guests in Niagara and in the Toronto region. Um, and again, have that, that uh, omni-channel um, approach and, and, and presence with them. You know, we look forward to the day that we can actually offer a sports book on premises. And we're working towards um, achieving that in the near future as well. And we're working directly with our partners at OLG and our regulators at the AGCO to, to make that happen. And I think it just adds another amenity to guests. So even those who don't like the sports wager, you know, may see it and come by and say, you know what, I really want to place a wager on the. Um, on the bills tonight or, uh, you know, uh, a football game or hockey game, right? If you're in Canada, a hockey game, right? There's nothing more popular in Canada than a hockey game. And, you know, why not go put a few dollars on, on, on the Maple Leafs and, and really enjoy the game with a wager on it? So I think it's really an enhancement to overall offering and entertainment experience we can provide to our guests. Now, as a Bills season ticket holder, I'm really glad you said the Bills and not the Pats. <laughs> well, I'm not a Pat fan, so I wouldn't say the Pats. Okay. I, I don't even want to tell you who I'm a fan of, but I'm not a Pat fan. No, you got to tell us now. Who is it? Uh, I, so I have to tell you the story, and it's going to take me a couple seconds. I'm a Dolphin fan because I grew up in oh, New England. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, let me tell you why. And this will give away my age. When I was a younger child, the Red Sox were terrible. The Bruins were terrible. The Celtics were terrible because Havlicek and all that crew had just retired. And the Dolphins had been to three Super Bowls in a row. So I picked a winner. That's never won since. Yeah, well, he, I was going to say you, you you picked them at the wrong time, but we'll we'll let it slide. And you know the Dolphins don't look bad this season. So, and how do people react in New England when you let on that you're a Dolphins fan? I usually don't tell most people because uh, you know they just laugh at me because you know Tom Brady won all those Super Bowls. You're like you idiot, you picked the wrong team. You should have gone away from the Bruins or somebody else and won championships. Right. I mean, those are the what the Steve we're talking the Steve Grogan Patriots. Even you could have latched onto them and just kind of rode the wave until Tom Brady got there. Uh, let's get back I to know. Ontario. 
let's get back to Ontario for a second because I think a lot of people want to know uh, the when. You mentioned the idea of a sports book. Is there a timeline on a, a, a sports book happening uh, in one of those properties on the border in Niagara? Well, I would tell you, you know, when it was reported today, you know, we've been advertising for some positions in a sports book. Um, we do have plans for opening up. I can't give you a definitive date. We've talked to the OLG. We've talked to the AGCO. There are some regulatory hurdles that we have to overcome um, that we're working with them collaboratively to overcome. Um, you know, we're hopeful to be in the football season, but, you know, we're, we're somewhat subject to making sure we, the regulatory hurdles are all overcome. Um, but we're prepared to launch, and we've been working for that direction for quite some time. You see, I've said to a lot of people, the second that, that somebody gets in there and does, and I know the day will come, and I appreciate that you can't reveal when that day is and what, what that you know timeline looks like, but you know, I think that thing is a goldmine, to be honest with you, because I, I live in this. This is my backyard. For me, there are people that are really wanting to have that opportunity to sit there, watch a team, watch a big game, place a bet, have some of the you know restaurant fare you mentioned. They want that experience. Yeah, and you get to hang out with your friends, right, while you're watching your favorite team and have that camaraderie. And, you know, maybe you have, uh, you know, two people that have opposing teams and they can sit there and banter a little bit. Yeah. So that that interaction, that camaraderie, I, I think people are yearning to have that. And we look forward to being able to provide that to our guests once we're able to. There was also an announcement earlier this year that sports betting service provider Camby Group has signed a mobile sports agreement with Mohegan uh, in Ontario. Why is Camby the right fit and what do they bring to the table? You know, not that others don't, but what does Camby specifically bring to the table for you? Uh, their, their, their platform. Their platform is, is, is first in class. Um, what they offer from a back-end um, uh, wagering perspective, what they offer from a front-end perspective to the guests um, is, is uh, just spectacular. Uh, we, did, we looked at a lot of platforms along the way. Um, we, uh, we talked to a lot of platform providers, and just the, the whole experience that Canby can provide was just blown away, and we knew that that was uh, the operator we wanted to go with. Now, I know your heart and soul is in the New England area when it comes to a company in Connecticut. Uh, we talked about Ontario. You've got a project well underway in Korea. Uh, what other regions of the globe is Mohegan looking at or maybe taking a strong look at? You know, we're, we're always keeping our eyes open to what opportunities are out there. You know, this market is a little tough market right now with rising interest rates, with inflation. You know, there's headwinds and tailwinds. We always keep our options open and looking at uh, potential opportunities. You know, but right now we have a multi-billion dollar project going on in Korea that's taking up a lot of people's time to make sure that we open that on time, on budget, and successfully. And I would say that our team is doing a great job of bringing that project to fruition. We're about a, a little over a year away from bringing that to fruition. But if something else comes along the way that fits within our our core values and within the company culture, you know, we, we will uh, we, we will uh, look for those opportunities. So I can't say that there's a specific area that we're looking in, but we continue to keep our eyes open for opportunities. What does the legalization of sports wagering in Massachusetts? I mean, God, you know, my, my old man was from Boston, so I know how um, rigid Massachusetts can be at times, but they've made some headways over the last two, eight months uh, that would turn a lot of heads in the Massachusetts area. What kind of opportunity does that provide perhaps for Mohegan? You know, so the details of the legislation haven't really been re released, or at least that I've seen. You know, we've seen a lot of write-ups on on what it's going to be. We're going to continue to follow it. Um, you know, as, as you know, sports wagering is regionalized. It's state by state um, and in Canada, province by province. Um, so, you know, really you have to be within the state in order to wager in that state. Uh, but we're going to continue to follow this as, as it unfolds. I mean, even as recently as yesterday, the um, 
the commissioners uh, at, at, at Massachusetts said, this isn't a overnight process. This is going to be, you know, a, a bit of a timely process. It takes a little time. It's, you know, we went through this in Connecticut. We went through it in Ontario. You don't set up a sports wagering and iGaming site overnight. This, this is a process that takes time. Um, there's regulatory hurdles to overcome, and we're going to continue to follow it and uh, see where we fit in that. I'd like to you to put your big hat on anytime, you know, the big picture hat on. Anytime I have a CEO on, I'd love to just pick your brain. You've got, you know, a well of experience here. Uh, FanDuel CEO Amy Howe and a number of other people have been talking about the idea that consolidation is something that is inevitable, that it's practically inevitable when it comes to the space. How do smaller companies survive against the giants? And do you see that consolidation she speaks of as being inevitable? I, so listen, consolidation in industries happens all the time, whether it's, uh, you know, gaming, which I've been in for over 20 years, right? You've seen the MGMs buy up smaller properties. You've seen the Caesars do that. Um, so consolidation, I believe, is inevitable. There's a lot of independent operators out there, you know, maybe garnering less than 1% of market share. Can they really survive on that? But they're, you know, uh, gaining a customer list. I will tell you, you know, we have uh, no concerns about surviving in, in this environment because we have bricks and mortar behind us. And we have some of the largest databases in our regions uh, to work with. And we know that customers enjoy our bricks and mortar product. And being able to add the digital product to that just enhances the overall experience. So I don't think that we're in any concern or danger of being swallowed up by somebody else. But I can see where there's a lot of you look at New Jersey. I think there's 18 online operators now. I I don't know if 18 can survive forever, you know, trying to split up that pie. But I know that us having resorts that has one of the largest databases in all of New Jersey. We continue to survive and thrive because we have a great database and great uh, customer interactions already. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that. When I was talking to Adam Greenblatt from BetMGM, he mentioned the same thing. You know, being a, a property that also has extensions in the hotel and hospitality space, the data is is vital. It almost gives you an upper hand on some of the other companies that have to, to make their own mark by spending on, on promotional items. That's absolutely true, right? Um, you, you know, not that promotions aren't a part of gaming, whether it's online or bricks and mortar, but when you look at some of these um, newer online operators um, and you see it in the numbers that they're spending astronomical amounts of money to garner guests because they just don't have a database to go to, so they have to find another way to entice them. We don't really have to go to those extremes because we already have the guests that are inherently in our database, and we know that long-term we've developed those the loyalty with those guests, that they're going to come back, they recognize our brand, they trust our brand, and they'll continue to engage with us. All right, so this is the, the big picture time, and I hope you get this call better than you did the Dolphins for the last couple of decades. Uh, <laughs> where, where does the gaming space go? What does this all look like in your mind with your experience in 2032? Let's just give it a decade, let it breathe, and, and see what it looks like in your mind. You know, that that's a great question. And, you know, who would have predicted there to be a pandemic three years ago? Who would have predicted we would have had a, a great recession 15 years ago? Um, those times, types of things are really hard to predict. We try to look at three to five years out when we're talking about strategic planning. I think the gaming industry is going to continue to evolve, though, as an entertainment, right? We're going to be a, a full service entertainment. You see it in Vegas. You see it in a lot of the regional properties. You know, you see a lot of, uh, and I've seen it in Pennsylvania and other jurisdictions where they're adding um, music or other venues to, to make sure that you're, you're uh, attracting a brighter uh, swath of people to the uh, to the bricks and mortar and to your online presence. I think that having that 360 omni view and omni approach to guests is going to be very important moving forward. So being able to gauge people digitally as well as in the brick and, bricks and mortar is going to continue to flourish and expand. And you're going to continue to see technology, techno- technological advancements, you know, cashless gaming, 
while it's been around for slots for a long time, coming to table games, you see a lot of companies pushing or, or advancing cashless technology. You know, this is the only business I can think of where people bring cash. When you go to the grocery store, nobody pays with cash anymore. When you go to your favorite uh, clothes store, you don't pay with cash anymore. But you come to a casino, people still got cash in their pocket. That's really interesting. Uh, Ray, we're going to have to have you back. A fantastic conversation. Promise you'll come back when things start to develop a little further in Ontario. I'm happy to do that, Ryan, anytime. And I'm, I'm actually going to be up in your neighborhood next week as I'm going to visit some of my uh, peers up there. And I look forward to being in the region. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Ryan. Hey, thanks for watching. This is the part where we put you to work just a little bit. So like, subscribe, and of course, tap the bell to get alerts for when new content comes out. Leave a comment if you can. And if you really liked what you saw, share it on social media, won't you?